You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 286. Today, it's a coaching conversation with Dr. Jate Lark on overcoming resistance. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I loved that we wrapped up the mini series on the 10 common lessons of why you just might not be there yet. And I think there's so many more components that we could dive into that we could talk about. And so in this mini series that we're moving towards, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the real life coaching conversations that I did inside of my free online marketing resources. And I would definitely go in there if you're not in there already. We'll be sure to link that up in the show notes. But I did three live coaching conversations so that you could hear the power of coaching in terms of helping practice skills that are necessary for growing your business. And then also to help you see what it actually looks like to practice the skills that are required. And then also to see what it looks like to help identify blind spots and remove some roadblocks because every single business needs that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll that training. Hello, hello. How's everyone today? Okay, let's go ahead. I got the chat inside of the Facebook group live up. So as y'all are watching this and as we're working through this, I'd love for you to, you know, let us know in the, what are, what questions do you have? Let us help you in the comments below. So in ter- in the context of this, I should tell you, what are we working on today? What do you want to work on? To really move through a an objection that's not really an objection, <laughs> Just some oh. of the main things to be aware of and how to move the lead or the hopeful prospective client through without, you know, being pushy, but still moving it along. I found that sometimes I just, I go round and round certain things. So how, how can I just move them along through all the objections? Okay. The main objections that we see happening often enough. Okay, cool. So thank you. Amazing. And we're going to talk about this. So before I dive into the actual coaching and the working through of this, I want to just give a little bit of context. Is that cool? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we are dealing with resistance and when we're dealing with objections, now it's interesting because this is something that we talked about last night inside of the simple scaling training. Can you see my screen, Jatan? Yes. Okay, cool. So what we were talking about is, you know, how do we work through objections? Okay. So the first thing that I want you to think about when we are talking about objections specifically is to get clear for you and for everyone watching, what do you mean and how do you define an objection? Because for me, and the truth of the matter is that an objection is just resistance. And resistance is going to show up in three areas, resistance to the process, resistance to resources, 
And then fear, resistance to self. Okay. So you're going to see fear throughout all of this. There's fear will show up in, in process. Fear will show up in resources. But really, this is their last fear of self. That's the last piece of resistance that needs to fall in order for someone to say yes to themselves. Okay. So when we're dealing with objections and resistance and how do we move through it, Jatay is asking that question of how do, how do we make sure that we are handling the actual objection that they're actually giving us? Because what happens is people will give us a ton of smoke screens. They'll tell us things, but it's not the real reason or the real concern. It's not the real resistance. And so the truth of the matter for all of you here, depending on where you are in the customer journey process, you need to address resistance in every step of the way. Okay. So for example, if we're going to talk about, you know, top of funnel where new audience building, you are going, it's required of you to connect with new people who've never heard of you before, which might mean that we need to shift their perspective. And so in order to shift their perspective, we're going to come up with some resistance. What type of resistance? Resistance against the process. Okay. So I just want to make, so the first step is for you when you are thinking about how am I communicating through this resistance is to get clarity on what the context is of the resistance specifically. The next thing that we want to talk about and really look at is what are they, there's what they say and then what they really mean. So the power of the questions that we ask are going to get down to the root of what the actual resistance is. Okay. So that's step two. And then step three, there's going to be this hierarchy. There's going to be this hierarchy of objections specifically when we get down to the sales mechanism. Okay, so let's say, let's say we have, and I think that's right, but let's say we have resistance around, you know, we've, we've gone through all the resistance around, around, around like top of funnel and middle of funnel. And now we're in a sales mechanism when we're in a call and it's one-to-one, one-to-many, many-to-many, and we are about, and we have presented an offer. Okay. It is... We are going to need to communicate through resistance throughout the entire presentation of the offer and then overcome them in the back end after the ask. Why? Because fear is going to pop up anytime, anytime, anytime. And when and we have to ease your client's sense of fear. Okay. Are you with me so far? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Go ahead. So who am I? Oh, well, you're going to give me, I'm, I'm, you're going to, which one do you want to be? Actually, do you mind if I'm the, if I'm the coach? Yeah. You want me to give you resistance? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. So now she's, we're about to role play. Okay. Now, which, which one are you wanting to uh, go over? Because here's what we're dealing with. Okay. We've got money. We've got logistics. We've got fear. And then up here is usually like, think about it. And then we've got like partner. Okay. And these are typically what we go through in a sequence of like super big to like really not. Okay. So with that said, and you want to be the coach and you want to work through it, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So just for context, for those people who are watching, let's talk about, just give me, give me like, what's, what's the offer? So it's a $2,000 program for 12 weeks of online coaching to lose weight, essentially okay. dieting. Okay, cool. Great. So let's go. So on a scale of one to 10, um, how, how ready are you for this transformation? You know, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling I'm on terms of ready for transformation. I'm a 10, definitely a 10. I'm glad that you didn't say one. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I've walked you through how the three pillars of the program will help you with the first concern that you had about always having to feel motivated to work out and to make right choices about your food. I share that that is exactly what we do because when we had a client who shared the same thing, we were able to move her through so that she wasn't reliant on motivation or self-will to do what she needed to do. And then I also shared with you about the how the second pillar would help you to get away from meal planning because you had shared that that's something that you didn't want to consistently have to rely on and how you would be able to sort of intuitively decide on what worked, the foods that worked for you. And then finally, we you had mentioned that exercising was a problem because in the past, when you've worked with trainers or coaches, you had to work out like incessantly for hours. And I shared with you how the third pillar really customizes the workouts for you so that you don't have to spend endless hours or work out every day to get the same results. And so... I, I know that you sh had asked a couple of questions, which I addressed. So at this point, do you have any more questions about each of the steps or the processes involved in the program? No. Mm -mm. And you're still a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where would you like us to go from here? Yeah, so you, can you tell me more about how, you know, what does it look like to like, work with you like what is the program like what's the cost of the program so before i'm definitely going to share the investment with you but before i go there i just want to ask what are there any concerns that you have about the time that you'd have to spend or what you're going to be doing no i don't you know i don't think so so the investment is two thousand dollars and once you I'll put the link and once you, you know, put your deposit or your full pay, we'll get you on a call to schedule a call for your kickoff. How does that sound? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds good. I mean, that's great. Okay. So, you know, I just, I, I really, I'm the type of person that doesn't make a lot of decisions fast like that. So I'm going to, I'm just going to need to think about it. So I'll definitely like, can you um send this all to me in an email? So what, I, yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, we want some time to process and, but just to help you with that, because, you know, I, we, I walked you through the steps. You said you understood and you had questions that, which I addressed. So what exactly um, are you looking to spend more time thinking about so I can help you? Um, you know what? 
I just, I just need to like it, the, the money is just really, you know, it's really expensive and it's not what I was thinking. So I just, I just need to think about, I just need to think about whether or not I can afford this program. Uh, I mean, respectfully, can you not afford it? Because you had shared that <laughs> that you were looking to lose 20 pounds by your 40th birthday. And as far as I know, if you don't do anything, you're not going to lose the pounds because you have been trying and you have not been able to get the, the loss or the, the goal. You have not been able to meet your goal. And, mm-hmm. you know, expensive is relative. As far as I know, if you don't have health, you don't have wealth. You know what I mean? So what, <laughs> expensive compared to what? Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, I never, I never want money to be in the way of you getting that goal, that desire and feeling at your best and just being the way that you have described that you want it to be. You know, you share that you really, besides looking good, obviously, you share that you really wanted to increase your energy level so that you could play with your children, so that on vacations you'd be more vibrant and you wouldn't be worrying about what to eat, feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's no better time than now. And really thinking about it is not going to bring it any closer than just going ahead and signing on. And, you know. Okay, okay. Just say. Great job. Great job. Let's press pause on this real quick. I want to hear from you. How how were you feeling in that as you started to uh, communicate through resistance? A little bit all over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I was trying to, trying to get her back to or get you back to your original goal, but not be pushy, but, you know, move you like a whole bunch of things. Okay. 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 Cool. So you did a great job. Okay. You you stayed in the saddle. You did good. So here's what I, I, what I had a couple of things that I just wanted to go right off the bat. So that's why I pressed pause on here to just give you some insight on this. And hopefully this will help a lot of people. I'm going to, I'm going to give you this one thing. So if you're watching this live and on the the replay, I want you to write this down because this is one of the biggest things that I that was a game changer for me that really took my sales percentage. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say that it doubled. Okay. So there's, there's open-ended questions, the what, why, how questions that are really important in the discovery phase. Okay. And then you have the closed ended questions, which are yes or no questions. Okay. And it's, they both are very important in how you and where you strategically use them in this conversation. Okay. When you are overcoming resistance at the end, this is when you can do some binding yes or no questions. And the reason why is because subconsciously your brain has to answer the question. It doesn't matter. If I said to you, do you like chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream? Most people, if they don't know that exercise, are automatically going to answer that question. It's very infrequent that people will be like, no, I like strawberry, Beverly, unless they've heard me do this exercise before. Okay. So the first thing you asked me was closed-ended conversation before we got into the, the resistance. You said, do you have, do you have any more questions for me about the process? Okay. 
the number one thing I would shift is I would say, what questions do you have for me about the process? Leave that question open and give them time to answer. Okay, that's number one. And then the other thing, and now I know that we're in this role play, so it's a little bit like out of the flow and it's not the same, but typically when I'm transitioning into the pitch, I'm not going to, you did a really beautiful job asking me like, where do you want to go from here? Everything I do is permission-based. I'm not going to pitch you unless you ask me. So you did a beautiful job. So I know that you were doing a recap just to give some context. Typically I don't go into a recap. Typically I'm like, okay, great. So just say, thank you so much. You've really shared a lot and you really opened up and I can definitely help you. So where do you want to go from here? You want me to walk you through where, what, how I can help you do this from A to Z, but you tell me, where do you want to go from here? Okay. Now I've used the bind question and then, yeah, tell me more about the program. And then when I give the pitch and I transition into the money, before I give them the money, I'm going to ask them, instead of asking how committed are you, I'm going to ask you on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that this process can help you get to specific goal? Because I want to know if they believe, is there resistance in process? Because if there is, this is how we can overcome the resistance before we even drop the money. Okay. So, so this is like, Hey, you know, on a scale of, and then if they give me, and then if they don't have the certainty, I'm not going to pitch. So what what do I do? Then that's where I start answering the questions because I'm going to say something like, okay, so, so here, this is what I would do. Let's just role play it. Let's work through it right now. If I'm like, all right, on a scale of one to 10 today, how confident are you that this process will help you generate an additional 20 K per month? Not very confident. Okay. Scale of one to 10, one to 10. One. Okay. One. Great. So first of all, I just want to acknowledge that you said one. Thank you so much for your honesty. I really appreciate it. So what specifically about the process is concerning you and causing you to say one? Right. I want to get to like, why are they asking me that? Or why do they say one? Because I don't, I think it's going to cost a lot and I don't really have that much money anyway. Okay. Okay, cool. So the investment is definitely a concern is what I'm hearing. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So now is it, is it fair to say that, you know, based on all the information that we talked about earlier, that if you continue to go down this path, you know, what is the alternative? If you say no, and you're like, I just don't have the investment. What, what are you going to do instead? Find a job. Okay, cool. So what's causing you to think that finding a job and working at a job means you can't do this process? I don't know. There's nowhere to go. You are trying to figure it out, but I'm at like, there's the question, the, when I'm asking these kinds of questions, you want to tell me the answer, right? In this role play, you're like, how is she going to overcome this resistance? Right? So I totally get that (laughs) when you're in it. When you're asking these types of questions, there's nowhere to go except to tell me the truth. Yes. That's all I'm trying to get to, okay? Is I'm just trying to get to the truth. 
And this is the other thing that I feel like a lot of salespeople get like really twisted in their mind is that I'm not here to convince you of anything. I don't want anybody in my world where they feel like they're forced to do it. Okay. This is not about creating demand. This is about the demand already being there. And this is about helping your client get over the fear of themselves because half the time it feels like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And that either came from you over teaching, meaning that you overwhelmed them and you bombarded them with all the things that they're going to need to do in order to get to the goal which I've been guilty of. I do this all the time. So like no shade. I know it because I do it. Okay. So we have to help them see in this conversation that it's a compounding effect of small changes over time. Yes. So that they can feel like they can do it. I mean, you've been an accelerator. It's like five calls. You could come to five calls a week. You can talk to me every single day. You have hours of content. And it, and if I start with that, people are like, oh, I can't do it. But then as I you- remember, I don't know if you remember, I said I wouldn't come to any when we started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, that's funny. But then you start coming because you start I, I'm, every day. I'm on every day. Yes. So, so it's, it's, we, we want to help the client or the, the prospect see that they can do it, okay? So before I even give them the pitch, tell them the investment. I need to make sure that they feel good about the process because if they don't, then they're not gonna buy. And if they don't, then that's fine. Then we're not meant to be together and I'm okay with that. So at the point where you want to pivot or shift into telling them, Mm-hmm. You ask a quick check, I guess, to see. Oh, I can tie down. It's a check. Yeah, I check yeah, again. Yeah. How do you feel about this process? I check again. Because then I'm going to, because usually they're going to say like, I'm in. Nine, nine out of 10, I'm in. I want help. This is what I want. Like, help me, help me. Okay. And then I'll give them the investment. And you did a great job there. But I, what I want to encourage you to do is when you share the investment, the number one thing that you're going to have to deal with and everybody here, if you're, whether you're doing a webinar, a challenge, it doesn't matter. What, it doesn't matter if you're selling something free. It doesn't matter if you're selling your perspective. In order for you to magnetize yourself and pull in people, your prospect needs your certainty. If there is any hesitation at all, or, or, or feelings of like, it's, uh, and then you start talking your way out of it. People energetically can feel that. And you are shifting the leadership in the call. Your client needs leadership. So when you say the investment, 2K, and you don't say anything, the investment is 1997. That's it. Okay. Then you, then you can talk about like, so then I gave you think about it. So here's something I just also want to share with you all, because the original question that Jate gave me was, how do I do this without being pushy? How do I do this without being sleazy? Okay. So what some of the things that she was saying in her conversation, it was super powerful in terms of 
the binds that she was using and that she was using counterexamples and she was using some powerful messaging that to help demonstrate the consequences. Now, what I want to offer to you when you go back and watch this replay, because watch it, okay? If you is is that when you're communicating through resistance, we need to ensure that we're not putting the client on the defense where they have to feel like they have to explain themselves because then you're dead in the water. Okay. So how you do that powerfully is you shift the conversation from a negative experience to a positive. That's number one. And I'm going to show you how to do that. Okay. The second thing I want you to hear, and this is for everyone who does any type of presentations is that of offers is that Talk less. Okay. Teach less. <laughs> Teach and talk less. And here's why. You want them to sell themselves. So this is how I would do it. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the investment and I want you to give me the what, what to think about it. Okay. I want you to give me the think about objection. Okay. So this is how I would do it. And I would say, the investment for this program should say is 1997. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have to think about it. <laughs> okay, cool. No problem. So I definitely get it. I definitely guess that this is an investment in your health. So I, when you go away to think about it, just can I ask you, in your own opinion... How do you think this program can help you lose up to 30 pounds without in without dieting? I mean, I know it can because you've you you shared how you would work with me to to lose the weight. I just we don't have the money, so I have to think about where, how to get the money, you know, you know that and I don't want to waste your time. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so you see what I'm, so you gave me the real objection now. It wasn't that I need to think about it. The real objection is money. Oh, is that, see, I do. Right? You just, you told me the real objection. Okay, because that's the thing. Think about it. Partner are oftentimes, are oftentimes a rouge. Okay. And now people get upset where then they're like, Beverly, I'm married and I, I need, we have an agreement. Okay. So I get it. I'm married too. And I have agreements. So I'm always going to lean in and I'm going to say like, oh, okay, great. So I definitely get that. So why don't we reserve your spot and put down this deposit of X. And then when you go back and talk to your partner, we can sort out the rest. Then it's never about the partner. Because if it really was about the partner, They'd be like, oh yeah, okay, great. So then I'll just go get the, I'll get the permission. So it's either going to be like permission-based, they need permission or respect. I want to be out of, you know, out of respect. Okay. Or it's going to be, which is most of the time, a rouge. Okay. Smoke screen. So now just, you know, if, if you didn't give me that money right off the bat, I would say, okay, well, how specifically do you think this pro or how specifically can this program help you? And so now all of the things that you were saying 
It's going to do this for you and this for you and this for you. Now you're not saying it anymore. The client is saying it. They're selling themselves. So once I shift their frame from like a negative, this is not going to work for me or whatever, then I'm going to go into the like, okay, great. So then when you go off to think about it, what specifically are you thinking about just to see if I can help? Just to make sure there's any other questions that I might answer for you. And then usually nine times out of 10, before I even get there, I'm going to get right back into the real issue, which is, which might be the money. Yeah. Oh, if you told me like, no, this is the money. Okay. Then I'm going to ask you like now, now when we're dealing with money, money can also be broken up into like, is this like logistics or is this fear? And when I say logistics, is this like, no, Beverly, like I'm on food stamps and I literally just cannot afford it, right? Because if that is the case, then we need to take a look at some of the, our qualifying ways that we bring people to have these conversations. That's number one. And then number two, and not to say that you can't have accessible options. I know for a fact that Jate specifically has a kajillion free resources, podcasts, PDFs, so it's and, and content. Like there's no, there is no doubt that there are accessible options. Okay. So it's not about serving the Beyonce's of the world. Why not? (laughs) Why not? And then in addition to that, okay. In addition to that, we are, uh, uh, so that's number one. And then number two, if it really is, The logistics component is sometimes like, well, I know I can cover the first payment, like, or, or do I have to pay in full? Is there a payment plan? Sometimes it's stuff like that. Or sometimes it's fear. It's just straight up. Can I do this? Will this work for me? And then we're having a different dance, a different conversation, but we're actually getting to the root of it. Make sense? Yes. So I do have a question. So after the questions and Uh you get to where you get and you get as much as you've actually uncovered what the real issue is. How do you end it, but still leave it open? Okay. So how, when do you know that how to end it? This is so great. So when do I, how, how long do I stay in the saddle? Yeah, because I mean, we've established it's not happening at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you typically for me staying in the saddle, and this is true for everyone staying in the saddle will last anywhere from seven to 11 minutes. Okay. Seven to 11 minutes of staying in the saddle. And now most people hear that and they're like, that's it. But it, cause when you're in it, it feels like forever conversation, (laughs) (laughs) but it's actually only seven to 11 minutes. Okay. And so I typically, I'm going to do the dance in terms of three ways. Okay. I will, it's usually like three objections that I'm like, that I'm, or three resistances that I'm going through. And if I notice that we're starting to just go in a circle, around and around in a circle, then I'm going to end that. But I'm going to stay in the saddle. And I also hate to tell you that it's, it's three things, right? It's that. I'm going to stay in the saddle in terms of like, I use my, my, I just use my instincts. And part of it is just because I've done thousands of calls. Like when I was a district fitness manager for crunch, this is all I did was just have sales conversations. So I, 
I use my sense essentially of like when I feel like, oh, no, no, this isn't, you know, I screwed this up at some point, right? And when I say screwed this up, sometimes if we mess up the discovery portion of the call, so I teach five phases in my call and in, in my enrollment process and Jate and I are talking about the, the last one, okay? And, and I need all the dominoes to sync up before I before we like really let this last domino fall. So sometimes I will recognize, ooh, I screwed this up, right? And even now, even now. So I'll just let that go and then I'll do like a reoffer, which we've talked about before. Okay. So so that's number two, I guess, or one is I I just trust myself and trust my senses. And then if you're newer to this experience and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, then I would I usually let I usually stay in the saddle for for you know three times. The other thing too that I want to say, and I it's I just have to say this because I feel like it's in order to be transparent, I want to be honest about this because nobody wants to be sleazy, right? Nobody wants to be pushy. But the reason we have those contexts and is because we've experienced it to some degree. Yeah. Okay. Either and either on the uh, as a receiver or we've been that person. And for me, in order for me to find what that boundary was, I had to cross it. So there have been times in my life where I ha- people have perceived me as sleazy. People have hung up on me. People have cursed me out. Oh people- wow. I used to sell for my trainer. So I would, you know, sell them and they would cut the trainers would be like, yo, this person thinks that you're a biatch. And so I had got, and so for me, like, I just had felt that, like, I, I knew where that line was for me and it took me to get there before I found it. Okay. That's where I come from. Like, okay. So and here's the other ways that I know that I'm not, when I'm not being sleazy or, or pushy is number one is that I am making sure that a client feels heard. So the less I talk that I know that, I, that they're, they're going to be heard. Right. And then I, I reiterate core components to demonstrate that I'm listening. It's, a, it's one of those skills that people double tap but then they, but they actually don't really do it. This is why repeating lessons over and over is really important because not only does our prefrontal cortex only absorb a section of what it is. There's, we, we, we think we're listening when really we're not. We're not. We're, we no. just get in there. Yes. We're not listening. We're like, Oh, what's the list? What's the list? And when you're not, where's the outline, where's the checklist, right? And so, and listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone learns. This is like part of like what it's like a toddler does not learn how to walk and then run a marathon. So it's, it's part of the learning process. So, so that's part, you know, that's, that will help you not feel sleazy. The next thing about being pushy is that like, I, I, and this is nuanced, but I'm going to say this because it's important because when people don't want to be sleazy, they, they hear what I'm about to say, but then they miss it, which is I let, I, I take no for an answer. Okay. I don't, if they say no, I'm not going to make them feel bad. I'm not going to put them on the defense for saying no, but if they say no, but, but, or I guess, and I get to the no. They have to say no. 
So that's when I'm going to start binding them to be like, okay, cool. So I totally get it. And I know that this is an investment and I'm, I know that like, Hey, you know, listen, this is not about me. Nothing in my life is going to change, but nothing in yours is going to change either. So what's it going to be? Are you going to say yes? Or are you going to say no? Which one is it? So I get to the no. So when they're like, no, it's, it's just not right now. Okay, cool. Well, let me know. Keep in touch. Then I'll let them go. Yeah. But I get to the no. Because they're not saying no to you. This sale is not about you. They're saying no to themselves. Make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> Did that help? I know yeah. that we're going over. So. Help me. I hope it helped everyone's <laughs> <working. laughs> Cool, 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 cool. Okay, I love it. I love it. Okay, anything else? No, that's it. So just um, real quick, again, this is like the last phase and maybe there's a no or not now, I'll say. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how can you maybe offer a lesser price thing, package or even a freebie? And got, just it. Got, it. It got it, got it, got it. Okay, cool. So when you're overcoming the money objection and it really is the money objection. So I just want to talk about that real quick. What I'll do is I'll say like, Hey, I I give them the pay in full option. And then I let them have the payment plans as the down sell. Like, okay, well you can get started today for this. That's how you overcome it because then, and then you have the conversation around like, Hey, this is not, you're not making a $2,000 decision today. This is a $300 decision today. So we're, I'm changing the context of how they're viewing that, viewing that money. Okay. Okay. And then if I, you know, and then, and then I'll do a, and if they're like, no, I just, they get to the no, I can't do it. I really can't afford it. Okay. Then I'll be like, okay, great. So here's what we can do to help you get started today. This is a, and then give them the the pitch on the phone. If it makes sense. If they're like, no, no, I got to go. I got to go. Then I'll follow up with an email. Okay. Okay. Be like, here, you can get started today on this. Okay. Okay. But don't go for, but it's not about money. So don't, okay. I see what you're saying. Usually not about the money. What they are, think about it like this, okay? So you could have this amazing paper towel. It's got some like, it got some hair on it, some like crumbs and stuff and like some like really awesome leftover cream cheese for $25. Or you can have this in these brand new uh, headphones that never been used. I got them from Apple. Uh, and I just don't need them anymore. And it's like silenced and it's because I have seven pairs. So I'm giving this one away for $25. Which one do you want? <laughs> okay. But do you notice how the money itself is the same? Yes. When people are determining what is valuable, what they are measuring is what is the perceived value of what I'm getting Measure for uh, for the asking investment measured against the cost of not getting started. That's what they're evaluating. People ask me all the time. They're like, "Do I need to put my price on my website? Like, should I should I tell them the price? 
people make a decide a decision, which means to, to kill off all other options. They decide based on the price. So I wait. I want my people to understand fully the value they're receiving for the asking investment. And then I will happily talk about money because money is like talking like money is literally paper. You know, so I'm not I don't have charge to it in that way, but I, I, I know that so many people do. And I can respect and honor that. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Other thing too, I just want to say thank you so much for raising your hand, being the first. I reached out to her and said, I want to do this series. I want to do this coaching support inside of the free Facebook group because of two reasons. One, and so many people want to wait to practice. They want to practice with their leads, but I would rather us practice here. Practice now. Mess up on me. Mess up on in a safe space. Practice stuttering all over yourself so that you can gain the competence and to bring in the leadership and confidence that is essential for the conversations to, for your, to help your clients say yes to themselves. Yeah, the practicing has helped me. I mimic some of your language too. Like, yes. where, where do we go from here? That's from practice. That's from you. Yes, yes. the practice is so it, awesome. it is. It and, is. And listening to other people go through this is yes. just also Very so helpful. Wow. Extremely helpful. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So thank you. I know what you did was really? brave. Really appreciate it. I'll catch you. I'll see you tonight. All right. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.